When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Homestand Sports, the podcast for the passionate fan. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney, who's going to tell you why Bradtree Liv needs to get off his damn hands and make a trade. Well, on today's show, with the NHL salary cap going up next season, what should the Maple Leafs do with the $4.2 million increase? Brendan Shanahan spoke for the first time since the summer, but did he actually say anything? And Steven Sahoya stops by with his best bets for Leafs sends on Thursday night. We got a lot to get to and a lot to talk about, so let's get this party started. I'm Albert Vartanian, and this is Homestand Sports. All right, Justin, I alluded to it in the intro. Looks like the salary cap is going to increase. Gary Bettman did mention it at the Board of Governors meeting. So the cap's going to go from $83.5 million to $87.7 million next season. That's an increase of over $4 million. And I wish I had a live look on Brad Living's face when he heard that news because that's big for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think this is an increase that the Leafs were expecting for a long time, especially under Dubas, when they signed these massive contracts. So if you're Brad Living, I'm going to put you in Tree's shoes. What would you do with this money starting right now? Albert, I don't know if it's that big of a saving grace for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that $4 million, it's all going to go to William Nylander most likely, right? When you look at it, yes, there are some contracts coming off the books. You know, you look at Bertuzzi, Domi, um, and on the back end, you have TJ Brody's deal coming off the books uh, and stuff like that. But I don't know. Like, I feel like this situation... Um, it's good for teams that can retain their own players, but you're still going to have to fill in other holes and you're still going to be operating under a hard cap. Um, I was reading up that some teams thought it was going to be above $5 million that the cap could go up. Um, so this does help, It's but it's not as big as a lifeline as I expected because when you look at the Toronto Maple Leaf situation, a guy like William Nylander and then a guy like Mitch Marner the year after, right? they're going to get substantial raises right on their contract. So all that money is going to get eaten up anyway. So if I'm Brad tree living again, the cap issues are still there for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You still have to figure a way to build out this defense core next year, right? Cause you're still going to have these issues. You're still going to have to pay William Nylander his money. So when I look at this situation, if I am, and let's, let's do a little game here. Let's play a little game. Here, I like okay? playing games. Let's Justin play. Cooney. So let's say for example, TJ Brody is gone, right? Let's right. just say Brody's gone. Uh, we think John Klingberg is gone, right? Because his contracts are done after the books and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Anyway, uh, Bertuzzi, Domi, um, and I, uh, Bertuzzi, Domi, pick either either one. One of them will stay. One of them might go, right? So that's about what you know. It's what's five million out, eight million, ten million, about thirteen million dollars out on the cap if you're taking out Domi and you're keeping. Yeah, so sorry, as of as of right now, yes. with they have eleven free agents. Yes. Next year they would have you know thirty four million dollars mm-hmm. in terms of space. Thirty four million. Thirty four yes. million. And you have to expect if you're gonna pay Nylander, right? get it done already. I don't know what's taking so long. If it needs to get done, get it done. If you're gonna pay him ten million, which so, I mean say the Toronto Maple Leafs, they I don't think they should do it. Mm-hmm. But now you're down to twenty four million. You gotta 
figure out Brody. You got to figure out maybe Samsonov. What are you going to do with him? Bertuzzi, Domi, like those guys that you mentioned. So a, a large percentage of that cap is already gone. So there you go. 11 free agents, 34 million. Subtract 10 to maybe 11 off for William Nylander. So that's what? 23 million, 22 million for 10 players, right? right? Then you, again, the creativity has to be there to try to figure out a way to build a competitive roster, right? So does this help the Leafs? It helps you retain William Nylander, but does it help build out the rest of the roster? I don't know, Albert. So um, it help, I think with this increase in the cap, it just more so helps teams retain their own players. It's not really going to help you acquire any big-name pieces. All right, so here's what I would do. If, I, if I'm putting on the Bradtree Living suit, the spectacles, the shoes, the whole nine with this extra cap space, I would start by making a decision on William Nylander because he's probably going to cost $10 million or north of $10 million, which for the Toronto Maple Leafs, not another team in the NHL, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that's against the cap, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. You can't tie up four guys with that type of money. You can't make the same mistakes that the last regime made in Kyle Dubas. I don't know where Brandon Shanahan falls in all this and how much say he has in what he wants Brad Tree Living to do. But if Tree Living is making these decisions, I would say sign Willie for under $10 million, Or if he wants more than that, then you got to get rid of him. You can't get rid of Matthews. You can't get rid of Tavares. And you can't get rid of Martin. Martin has a full no trade. And it looks like that's the player that they want. If it was up to me... And Martyr didn't have a no trade, he'd probably be the guy that needs to go because I can get Nylander for less, and I think he's actually a better playoff performer than Mitch Marner is because when the ice shrinks, Marner struggles, and that's exactly what happened in the playoffs. He'll always get his points, but with that said, I just we have a pretty decent sample size that these four players playing together and chopping and changing the bottom six and defense and goaltending does not work. So you need to change it drastically. Go ahead. Now, you mentioned trading Nylander. Uh, again, it goes back to asset management about this, though. You can't just trade Nylander now or let him walk in free agency. When you look at this situation, they're going to keep William Nylander. It, it, they're going to keep him, right? Barring any foreseeable thing, all indications that we've seen so far is that a Nylander extension north of $10 million is going to happen. It's not going to be $9 million, It's not going to be $9.6. It's well, gonna we don't be, know that. I mean, indications a, are that he's going to re-sign with the team, but we don't know the number. We know, okay, he's making, what, 6 point... Yeah, just over 6. Just over 6, million. right? Just over 6.92, so just under 7, right? So one would surmise that the way the NHL is going, the way he's playing this year, it's going to be over $10 million, Albert. I don't think that his his fair market value is, I'd say, around 10.5 right now, right? A little bit under 11, 10.5, right? Does he go 10.25 to give them a little bit of a sweetheart discount? Maybe, but... the all indications are that this is going to be a north of a $10 million dude. Now, is it short-term or long-term? I don't know. But the situation back to the chopping and changing with the bottom six, that's the situation they're in because unless they move off one of those core four players to create more cap space to fill the rest of the roster, the same situation is going to happen. Even with this cap increase, even if you remove Sam... Think about this. Even if you get rid of Samsoff and it's 3.55, whatever, right? You have to bring in a quality backup or a 1B type goalie, which is still going to cost you You have you know, already. In Joseph Wall? Martin Jones. Is Martin Jones going to be a viable backup for a Stanley Cup contender? Can he be team? any worse than Ilya Samsonov? I, we don't know. We haven't, he hasn't we haven't given Martin him Martin Jones last season started 42 games. He won 27. His save percentage is better than what Samsonov is But here's right the now. thing, Albert. Here's the thing with Martin Jones, right? He's what? Uh, how old is he? 33 right now? He's an older goalie. He's an older goalie. Right. But again, that makes less than a million dollars. Is the Martin Jones and Joseph Wall tandem, 
Is that what's really going to get you over the top? Is that going to... Is Joseph Wall and Samsonov going to get you over the top? I don't know. No, it's not. Either Obviously, it's So not. then, again, it's the same. we're going around in a circle here. No, where... no, but th- listen. One goaltender in Samsonov mm-hmm. is your backup right now. Clear backup. Yeah. Makes $3.55 million. Right. You took him all the way to arbitration to mm-hmm. tell him how good he was, how good he wasn't. Right. To not pay him what he wanted you to pay him. And he's one of these keepers, one of these goalies, who has confidence issues. So obviously that's hurt him. He's never been a great goalie. He's now the backup to Joseph Wall, and I see that for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Try and move him. You get three five five off of the cap. You bring up Martin Jones, who's shown that he can be a viable backup in the NHL to Joseph Wall, and now you have some more extra cap space to work with because you're up against the cap. You have no choice. The Leafs put themselves in this position. D- does it make sense for another team to do this? No, but for the Leafs, you have no choice. You need the space. Listen, you have 11 free agents. You got to figure out what you want to do with Nylander. You got to figure out what you want to do. Domi, Bertuzzi, TJ Brody, no one's even talking about. What do you do with him? Do you resign him? Do you let him go? Who's the other guy coming in? There's a lot of question marks around this team. Yeah. But the first thing that you have to attack is your salary cap and create space so you can create a Stanley Cup winning team. I, I get that completely. But look... You have such high-end talent right now. And, it, and I, I'm a big believer that you have to, if you're going to move them, you have to manage it and move them efficiently in a way to minimize the cost on the cap and bring in as many assets you can to either flip and then bring in younger pieces that are cheaper that can fill the, the, the void a lot better. Or, you know, you just clear a whole bunch of cap space and stuff like that. So when I look at this situation, right, whether you move pieces in and out, what are you getting back for it, right? You could talk about trading Samsung all you want, right? Cap space, right? But how do you utilize that cap space, right? That's the other question. So you get that 355 out, but then you run it with Martin Jones and Joseph Wall. Okay, fine. But what happens if one of those guys gets hurt? Then what do you do? Well, you could say the same thing for anybody, for any player. What if this guy, what if but anyone seeing, gets, but what if they the sign de- Nylander but we're seeing on the defense and he blows right his now. knee out? We're seeing it on the defense court right of now, course, right? But you could say that about any single, any player in the NHL. What if he gets hurt? Of course. What if Wall gets hurt right now? The Leafs are absolutely screwed. Then you're rolling Samson off of Martin Jones. Samsonov and Jones is a definitely a lot more stomachable than Jones and somebody else off the scrap heap. How? Explain that one to Think me. Think about this. Last year, we saw, again, Ilya Samsonov has had a whole lot of confidence issues this season, right? I will not deny that. But last year, he was the clear-cut number one goalie, right? So at least we can use the same argument you had with Martin Jones. He had Jones. his spot taken away in the playoffs by a rookie goaltender. Did he not get hurt, though, too? But I'm just saying, that's exactly what happened. Again, but... Again. And how, how, how is that more... Martin Jones lost his job <laughs> in the playoffs last hashtag, year. Hashtag stomachable. <laughs> Samsonov makes $3.55 million. Right. Joseph Wall and Martin Jones make less than a million. And Joseph Wall is outplaying the 3.55 guy. How, how does that make sense? Look, the argument is not... I agree with you that Joseph Wall is outplaying Ilya Samsonov. Right. What I'm saying is this, right? You need to keep Samsonov right now. And if you don't want to re-sign him in the offseason, that's fine. He's a UFA. He walks for free, right? But what I'm saying at this particular moment, because you're talking about trading Samsonov, yeah. is this, right? You trade him, then where's your assurances in the back end? Yes, you have Martin Jones, but what about behind that, right? But wait, is, is Samsonov making you feel safe right now with your backup? I feel a lot more safe with Samson as my backup than Martin Jones. you watched him play this season? I have watched him play. And he's been horrible. I understand that, right? But what I'm saying is he, this is a guy that last year was the lead guy for the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Okay. Yeah, I agree. He was a top five, I'm saying, top six goaltender in the league. Although he has confidence, at least I've seen him play in right. front of this team at a high level. 
right? That is what I'm trying to say here, Albert, is that that's why it's a bit more... Is he worth 3.55? This season, no. No. No, he's exactly. not. So right? is but Joseph Wall worth less than worth more than a million dollars? At this particular juncture, yes. That's why, yes. again, but that's the invalid argument because he's on a rookie contract. I, but right? that's what I'm saying. He's playing above his contract, he and you is, get him at a good yes. price for a team that's up against the I, cap, Justin. And that's this why, is what I'm explaining it's great, to you. It's great that you have a rookie goalie right now who's playing very well on a rookie deal, but... You need to have backup and insurance on that in case something happens, whether his poor goes south. Because we know what happens if Joseph Wall gets shelled in a couple games and you got to throw and his confidence is shot. Then you're in the same problem. At least you have a guy in Samson who's been the guy for this team who's played a lot of games consecutively last year who has, can get in a rhythm with that. Yes, he's not hasn't he doesn't play well this year, but at least he has experience with yeah. this team and playing at a high level. Well, like I was saying before, at least they they don't have the time to afford Samson enough to find his game at three point five five million dollars. They're barely in the wild card at the moment. That's true. They're going to pass regulation in almost every <laughs> single game. You know what I mean? You don't have time for this. At three five five, you have a goalie whose confidence is completely shot. Mm-hmm. It's clear. That the the coach and the GM totally believe in Joseph Wall, so go with him. You have Marty Jones, and you have the netminder in in the Marlies right now who's standing on his head. You have three goalies there, and it's less than what Samsonov makes. Is what I'm saying. Anyway, if you want, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, the cap is increasing. Mm-hmm. If you want to increase it even more for yourself in terms of your own salary cap, you can move on from Samsonov, which I think they should do. And then you got to make a decision on Nylander. If he wants 10 or north of 10, see you later. Make that move. It's not going to happen. They're I'm just saying. Him. I know it's probably not going to happen, but I put myself in true living shoes, and this is what needs to happen. Uh. I know you agree with me. If they sign Nylander and they move ahead with this core four once mm-hmm. again for the next two seasons, what will the Toronto Maple Leafs win? Nothing. Exactly. But My the, point exactly. Again, but this is the... Th- whether they win nothing or is irrelevant because they're going to sign Nylander because they can't trade yeah, him for they, full and value. they probably will. But I will also say this. If they're getting closer and closer to the deadline mm-hmm. without signing Nylander, you have to move him because then there's that opportunity or that chance where Nylander can walk. Imagine he walks, you get nothing for this guy. That's a real possibility That's that no one's actually management. talking about. Exactly. So if, if it's getting that close, you have to make a decision. You know, Brendan Shanahan talked to the media yesterday, and we're mm-hmm. going to run that clip in the next block. He, I really think he told us a whole lot of nothing. It'd be nice to get some clarity on what's happening with Nylander other than hearing from beat reporters telling us that it's probably going to happen because all indications, at least for me, based on what I'm seeing, nothing has happened. But let's hear what Brendan Shanahan had to say in the next block. All right, Bert, we got some breaking news from Leafs GM Brad Tree Living as we're recording this pod. Your boy, speaking of cap casualties and all that stuff. My boy. John Klingberg, it was announced that he's going to have hip surgery at the end of the month, essentially ending his season, essentially ending his time with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, quickly, your thoughts on that, Albert? Yeah, bad news for John Klingberg, obviously. You know, hopefully the guy recovers well and he can yeah. play again, but it looks like that's probably not going to happen, at least for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's good news for the Toronto Maple Leafs because the team that's up against the cap now gets some salary relief. What do they sign up to, $4.1 million? Yeah. It's a big number for a guy with a bum hip. And I just feel like Brad Tree Living dodges a massive bullet here. I thought this was a horrible signing. You bring in a guy with an injury, who's not really a very good defensive defenseman to help with the defense. Mm-hmm. So the deal never made sense. But now moving forward, you have some cap room. I want to see what your living is going to do right now. And he was actually asked about that. And um, 
it it sounds like they're investigating the market, but <laughs> investigating if, whatever. Yeah, that's the word he used. But <laughs> just if, say you're searching the market. The, it, it, and he's essentially saying if the price doesn't make sense, then you know maybe we won't make a move. Right. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing there, but that's kind of how I read what he said. Yeah, I mean, look, look, like investigating all this stuff, the right price. I kind of ties back to what you mentioned the first block about how this might be like a wait and see approach for Brad Tree living this season. This season, yeah. And I think that's kind of just the wrong way to approach it. When you have guys in the prime of their careers, you have guys that are playing at the top of their game or near there, and um, you need to take full advantage of it. I think when you look at this situation with the Toronto Maple Leafs, it also would boost the morale, don't you think? Knowing that your front office has your backing and bringing in a defenseman, whether he's a you know, a bottom third pair or a top four guy, right? Just the simple fact that your front office believes enough in you as a team, as a group to invest so you guys can push forward to the playoffs. I think this this is a great disservice to the players and also the coaches, right? That Bradtree Living is not moving quick enough, right? He's not making a move. He's just... Sometimes it's good to play the field and see where things may lay, but also it might be a good time to be the tone setter, right? Go out there and set the tone. Show everybody in the league that, hey, look, we have problems on our defense, but we're going to address them right away. And they haven't done that yet, Albert. And I think that's why you're asking Joseph Wall to play very, very well, going back to the goalie conversation. Mm. But we know that's not sustainable. At least I think it's not sustainable for a season long, right? I Max Lajoie, Simon Benoit, William Legison. These guys are playing well, right? They're not making egregious, egregious errors on a nightly basis, but eventually that's going to happen, right? Eventually something like that's going to happen. So, look, I think Brad Living is doing a major disservice to this team by not acting upon it yet, by investigating. Just act upon it. Do what you got to do. Say what you have to say to get through the media, but I want to see some action out of Bradtree Living and address this defense court because sooner sooner rather than later, excuse me, your players are going to notice that you're not really helping your team this season. You're kind of assessing, and it might damage the morale uh, in the locker room. Yeah, I think a move does happen because you have to bring in a defenseman. Lilligren looks like he's coming back. He's mm-hmm. been involved. Uh, not He's been on the practice ice, not yeah. practicing with the team, so he should be back Skating. sooner rather yeah. than later. Um, you have Giordano, who's done for four to six weeks, so you have to address it. Mm-hmm. Does that mean they bring in a top pairing defenseman maybe not maybe it's just another depth defenseman but a move needs to be made and and listen I'm with you it doesn't paint him in a good light if he's not making any moves but I also understand that this is a position that he wasn't expecting to be in with all these injuries Mm -hmm. and now the market knows that you're desperate you're kind of held against a fire and you might and you might have to pay a price that you weren't expecting to pay and I think maybe if it reaches a point where he feels like he needs to give up, let's just say a Matthew Nyes or a first rounder, maybe at this moment in time, Tree Living is not willing to to make that move because maybe he believes in his team uh, by adding maybe a few depth defensemen that they can still make a push for the Stanley Cup. I'm yeah. not sure what his thoughts are, but I can understand the position that he's 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 dealing with. Absolutely. Look, like we know that if you're going to want to acquire players, you're going to have to retain salary to acquire these top-end defensemen, and that requires a sweetener. It could be Nyes, could be this the pick yeah. whatever right um, a price that they kind of knew they would have to pay I don't know if they thought it would rise as much as it has was William Nylander and his contract extension we touched on it with the cap space opening up but uh, president of hockey operations Brendan Shannon spoke to uh, TSN's Gino Retta uh, and had this to say about uh, William Nylander and his contract situation the way Nylander's been playing and the, the price just seems to be going up and up and up and, and you said it it's a tight cap era 
Well, I think I, I think if you're getting concerned because you have players on your team, uh, I'm just saying try right. to keep them financially viable in that situation. That's all. Like I said, I think if you get concerned because you have players on your team playing really good hockey, then then you've got to really check your check yourself. Um, look, it's uh, we're, I'm not going to talk about uh, the details of that, but more more focus right now is for all of us as as a group and as individuals. To just continue to improve. I think that these close games and tight games could be a benefit to us. Uh. Huh? No worries, or maybe some worries from uh, Brendan Shanahan. Look, man, we know that Nylander has played exceptional this year. We know he's been um, the least best player, most consistent player, even though the streak, the historic streak did come to an end. Um, but Albert, it's pretty much a lock that he's going to sign in Toronto, I think. And I don't think there's any other questions that should be answered about that. <laughs> well, I, once again, I don't, I don't think that's the case. It sounds that way, and it's going towards that. You know, Nylander's even talking about, uh, you know, back when Matthews was signed and how he felt about and how happy he was. He's like, who wouldn't want to play here in Toronto? So Nylander wants to be here. But back to what Shanahan said, to be honest, he didn't really say much. What did he say? If you're concerned about players playing well, then, you know, you got to check yourself. I don't know. We rarely hear from Brendan Shanahan. Uh, I never know what to expect. I mm. don't expect too much, to be completely honest with you. What's he really going to say about that entire situation? It'd be nice to get some clarity in terms of where they are in negotiations, but it looked like just a quick, I don't know, stop and chat. It, it almost looked like him and Gino Retta just happened to bump into each other in the hallway at the Board of Governors meeting, and it's like, hey, Shanahan, want to talk? And that's what happened. So I, I read nothing into what he said mm -hmm. other than, listen, you know, we have a really good player, and that's as far as that goes. Look, I think Nylander, the contract situation is – it's going to get resolved soon because I think they would have traded to. him. They would have traded him by now, right? If they had any inclination that it wasn't going to get done um, – you agree. I do agree with you. He what happens, it. and I kind of mentioned this in the first segment of this yeah. podcast, but what happens if they get closer to March, if they're yeah. in February and they still have a Nylander, they still haven't signed Nylander? I mean, you got to ride it out and hope that. Ride it out. You have to. You have to. You can't trade him now, right? Yeah. I you, you, well, I you mean. You ride it out and you see what happens then, right? You ride it out. You I see what happens. I think you make happens. a move and you might have, you might, you might not get exactly what you want, mm. but it's better than the guy walking away at the end of the season. I don't know, man. That's the position that they're in. Look, this is almost like Raptors, Freddie, Van Fleet situation. No, no, no. Because with the Raptors, like, they were trying to get one last push out of the playoffs. And you know, like, okay. Let me ask what you I'm this. saying is that he walked away. They got nothing for it. Yeah, him. but I don't think William Yander is going to walk away because I think the Leafs can afford to pay him what he wants. They just won't be able to pay anybody else, right? But also, <laughs> where else right. would you want to go? Yeah. If you're William Nylander, do you want to take more money but then play on a losing, horrible team? I don't know. I don't. No, it's clear these guys want to stay in Toronto. Exactly, the benefits right? of staying in Toronto, you can do commercials, commercials. for Rogers yeah, on subways on the and TTC. Sick Kids <laughs> and Hudson Bay and Michael Bublé. You get the benefits <laughs> of playing in Toronto. I completely understand. But yeah. listen, you got to be the, the team and the organization and the franchise always has to be above the player. And they need to take a stand. Mm. Listen, this is what we're willing to pay you. You want more. We cannot give that to you. You don't want it? All right. Then you got to move. It's as simple as that. I mean, look. I think the I think the Nylander situation, it's a game. It's a media game. They're not going to say much. The, the other side's not going to say much. You're just going to try to keep it under wraps, and then when it's announced, it's announced. Um, but then that means that look, Bradtree living, the clock is ticking, right? If you're going to sign another guy to another big ticket deal, right? Again, back to what we were talking about, it's time to make a move. Do something, man. Like it's really imperative that yes, these guys are going to be signed, but how are you going to insulate them? 
be creative, do something. And we've yet to see that with Bradtree living Albert. And I think that's just the most frustrating part with this whole thing is that if I'm a player and I'm a coach and I see this guy just keep on going out to the media and saying, oh, we're investigating and doing this, that, and the third. I see John Klingberg going LTIR. I don't see any reinforcements coming in. I get frustrated as a player and as a coach because I'm getting shorthanded uh, when I'm going out there every night battling against every other team in the Eastern Conference. And like you mentioned, Albert, they're in no clear-cut, clear playoff position right now. They're battling right now. And as a player, that's very, very frustrating. Talking about battles, Albert, we're going to be talking with the Battle of Ontario next after this final break with our boy Steven Sohoyas of North Star Bets and also talk about why Brock Besser should be the Rocket Richard favorite. All right, let's bring in our favorite guest right now, Steven Sohoyas of North Star Bets to talk the Battle of Ontario, the Leafs in Ottawa. Road favorites against the Sens who are coming off a pretty big win. I mean, there's a bit of unrest in Ottawa, but maybe they're starting to turn it around a little bit. And then when you look at the Leafs, these guys can't get it done in regulation. How do you see this one playing out on Thursday night? Well, I just want to start off by saying I feel bad for Senators fans because even in a win that you would hope maybe propels your team forward, you get dealt this crushing news, the Thomas Shabbat injury, his first game back after already missing a good chunk of time. He gets hurt again, and they've already ruled him out for the Leafs game. They did so immediately after last night's game. So not encouraging. If you're an Ottawa Senators fan, you need that guy in your lineup if you want to make any sort of noise in that division or the Eastern Conference. I am a little surprised the Leafs are only minus 132 favorites in this matchup, considering the injury news and considering how Ottawa's been very inconsistent to start this year. I mean, Toronto, they, they're the ultimate play-with-their-food kind of team. You've seen them go to overtime and shoot out so many times this year. Uh, so I would lean Toronto, but uh, I, I will say, you know, nothing's a guaranteed thing with this Maple Leaf squad with how they're playing as of late. Stevie, when you look at this Sens team, we touched on a bit last week, but I want to dive a little bit deeper. So at twenty game, at the twenty game mark, they're ten, ten, and zero. Unlike the Leafs, they don't seem to collect any loser points whatsoever. Um, but this team, you know, you mentioned the injuries with Shabbat and, you know, the issues they've had, you know, Pierre Dorian losing his job and stuff like that. There's so much noise around the Senators. And I feel like that casts over the fact that this team should be competing with the Leafs at the top of the Atlantic Division. If you are in Ottawa and if you are have the keys to the franchise, how do you turn this around to make this team a viable contender once again? Uh, And we mentioned this last week. I think Mm. it comes down to coaching. We've talked about DJ Smith and how he's been given a lot of runway here in Ottawa to prove that he's the guy at head coach. I'm just not seeing it. And at the end of the day, if the talent is underperforming and you're just not getting that consistent level, I I think it's got to come down to coaching. They've tried a ton of goalies during his tenure. And there's been flashes, but there's been nothing that has really stuck and we all agree this is a team doing poorly considering what the expectations were. I, I think a coaching move might be coming sooner than expected. Recent news today, Jacques Martin is going to be mm-hmm. a special advisor to the head coach. To me, that sounds like someone who's being pushed and kind of squeezed out of a job. I wouldn't be surprised if Jacques Martin takes over as coach of the Sens at some point this year. Hey, I got no insider knowledge. I'm not breaking any news here, (laughs) but I'm just reading the tea leaves as to what's going on in the nation's capital here. All right, clip it. Steven Sahoya says Jacques Martin is going to be the new Ottawa Senators (laughs) head coach. To be honest, Stevie, I thought the same thing when the Leafs hired uh, Guy Boucher. 
Yes. Guy Boucher, the assistant coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think he's yeah. a really good coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if Keith, you know, doesn't really figure it out, if they're kind of floundering towards the deadline, I wonder if they make a, a switch and you have Guy Boucher right there. So it's it's not that crazy to think that might be the case. No, and it's uh, it's something Toronto sports fans have kind of seen with the Blue Jays, with Don Mattingly being named the bench coach there. Use a cross-sport reference. Uh, it's always you kind of got that guy looking over your shoulder. And Guy Boucher is someone who has coaching experience. I mean, he took that Tampa Bay Lightning team all the way to the Eastern Conference Final. He was very successful with the Ottawa Senators as well as their head coach. I mean, it, it's not unthinkable to think that uh, Sheldon Keefe if this team doesn't turn it around, is the next move. Because we've talked about the Leafs' cap issues as well. They're kind of up against it. Like It's not like they have a lot of wiggle room to to fix the roster. If you're going to make moves, the easiest thing to do is to get rid of the coach. And to follow up on that, the easiest thing then to do is just to promote the guy who's already there. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. And listen, uh, just back to this game. If you want to back maybe a tie going overtime, plus 300 is the number on NSB. Wouldn't be that crazy considering the Leafs uh, struggled to finish off teams in regulation. Okay, let's switch gears to the Rocket Richard race. I know it's early December. It's early days, Stevie. But I was looking at the numbers last night. We got Austin Matthews at the top of the list, plus 125. Listen, this guy can score 60 goals. We've seen him do it before. But um, I just, the way that he's going about it, these mini slumps kind of concern me if you're putting your money on Matthews to win it all. Am I crazy for thinking that way? No, I don't think you're crazy at all. I actually think the value is on the guy right next up on the list, which is David Posternak at ah. plus 450. He's only a couple goals behind Austin Matthews, and this is a Bruins homer bias aside, but Posternak, <laughs> again, you know, he turns in a 60-goal season last year. Uh, McDavid took all the, the headlines and won all the awards, but what got lost in the shuffle was that Pasternak had an exceptional year, and he's followed up with 14 goals already this season. So we've seen a little bit more consistency maybe out of Pasternak these last few seasons, a little less health risk too. He's been a pretty durable guy for the Bruins, and we know Matthews, there's always that risk that he misses a few games here or there because he has in recent years. Last year, even the year he scored 60, he missed 9 or 10 games. So it's, it's no lock that Matthews, uh, continues to operate under a full bill of health. And Pasternak, I think, just been a little bit more durable. I'd rather go with him or even McDavid, who's a little further down the odds board as well. Because, hey, if anybody's going to put that slow start behind them and just go on a tear over the second half, I think it's Connor McDavid. All right, cue the Brock Besser question. You guys are sleeping on the ultimate, the number one <laughs> oh, goal no. scorer right now. Brock Besser, he's leading the league in goals, and he's at plus 2,000. Come on, what's going on here? Where's the faith in Brock Besser? Uh, I'm kidding. I don't really have faith in Brock Besser to win the Rock and <laughs> He Richard. does. He, he says that. No, he I says don't, that, but I he does. No, I don't think Brock Besser's going to win the Rock and Richard. I think the Rock and Richard and the smart money is at plus, what is it, 1,400. At Kyle Connor in Winnipeg, man. This guy's one of the best goal scorers in hockey. One of the most underrated guys in hockey. Stevie, I'm not crazy to believe that Kyle Connor can win the Rocket Richard Trophy, am I? No, you're not. Because if you look at all the goal scoring numbers since Kyle Connor entered the league, he's right there, like top five, top ten with everyone. He's been as consistent as they come. We just haven't seen that boom season out of Connor, but he's shooting the puck a ton this year. I wouldn't be shocked. I actually think that's a good number and some good value on Connor. Uh, playing for Winnipeg, he's just he's not going to get that national attention. Mm-hmm. But we have to give the guy his respect. You're right. He is one of the best goal scorers in the league, one of the most consistent goal scorers we've seen since he entered the league. 
A yeah. little bit of disrespect, though, towards Nikita Kucherov. I feel like no one's really talking about the hot start that he has this season. Yeah. We were looking at his numbers. Yeah. He's only hit over 40 goals, what, twice? Twice. And He's that was a while twice. back, right? Um, but if you're looking at him on the board right now, I mean, the, the value, I think, is there at plus 800. I know it's still kind of short for it being December and there's a long way to go in this season, but he doesn't seem to be slowing down, Stevie. No, he is someone I'd look at more for Art Ross just because he he's more of a he's always been more of a playmaker. And if you look at how that power play is kind of funneled in the past, it's always been to Stamkos, the one time at Stamkos, or Hedman fires it from the point. Mm. So it's a little surprising to see how well he has done on the power play. Mind you, he's got a great shot too, and we've seen them kind of weaponize that Stamkos shot to his advantage because teams are now waiting and expecting for the Stamkos one-timer. It frees him up a little bit more room to shoot, but I think eventually you'll see Stamkos' gold numbers rise and, and Kucherov will stay consistent with the points because the Lightning kind of have to. Like Even with Andre Vasilevsky back in the picture, they're giving up a lot of goals on a nightly yeah. basis. So I, I, that's why I like Kucherov more for Ard Ross because they're going to have to score if they want to win games until Vasilevsky figures it out. Yeah, and I wonder how much that changes if Stamkos ends up getting traded. There's been some suggestions out there about him moving on, and that, that'd be huge, and that would obviously uh, impact the Kita Kucherov, Justin. Just saying Stamkos, Dabrinka, Larkin, Patrick Kane on the first oh, the power go. play in Detroit, fire it up! <laughs> hey, I'm all with you. I was dabbling on the Red Wings at like 85, 75-1 to 1 over at North Star Bets earlier in the year, and hey... I'm feeling real good, especially after last night's win against the Sabres. I'm feeling mm-hmm. real good about those bets right now. Stevie, uh, thanks so much. We always enjoy you coming on the show. We'll chat soon. Likewise. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the hockey tonight. All right. That's Steven Sahoyas of North Star Bets. All right, that's it from us at Homestand Sports. Thanks again for listening. We'll be dropping episodes throughout the week, so keep your eyes peeled for that. You can find Homestand Sports anywhere you download your podcasts, including Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. Thanks again for watching. I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Sports, where stories, not stats, take center stage.